There is nothing new I'm going to tell you. Jesus, during the days of his deep suffering, denial by his close disciples, friends, separation from his father, he was called so many different names. Jesus, King of the Jews. Are you the King of the Jews? Pilate did ask him that. The Pharisees wanted that change. Pilate said, what I've written, I have written. He was called Miracle Walker. Herod was delighted to see him because he wanted to see some miracles. He was called the Son of God, Chosen One, Righteous One, Teacher. He was treating throughout Judea from Galilee where he started even to hear. That was one of the accusations. You saved others. Why can't you save yourself? It was called a savior. What Jesus said, that was in the plan. He told Peter in the garden, if I wanted, I could have asked my father for 12 legions of angels. Along with this truth were false accusations. He was accused of misleading nations. He stirred up the people, opposed paying of taxes to Caesar. This crucifixion was a grave injustice. It was, it was asked to release Barabbas, the guilty for the innocent. We could call it Good Friday because we know what happened afterwards. The name Barabbas meant the son of a father. Christ wore the thorn, the crown of thorn, so we could wear a crown of glory. And he did this with us in mind. Isaiah 53 spoke about the suffering he bore for our sake. He bore our sicknesses, he carried our pain. He was struck down, he was afflicted. He was pierced because of our rebellion, crushed because of our sins, punished so we can have peace. And he brought us healing. Yes, we can call the day Good Friday. Colossians 2.13 says, For our sins were nailed to the cross. You and I, we are guilt-free. He erased the certificate of debt with his obligation that was against us, opposed to us, and has taken it away by nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and disgraced them publicly. He triumphed over them. What a joyous celebration. None of what happened at Calvary was a surprise to him. It was no accident or afterthought. Jesus knew what was coming. He knew of what he had to go through because he prayed for the cup to pass over. But he yielded to the will of the Father to purchase our freedom and eternity. With a state of humanity, there was no other way to redeem mankind. Like I did say, Barabbas meant son of Abba. He could have been the son of anyone. Therefore, anyone can accept the freedom Christ brought. And thanks to God, God adopts us all as his own sons and daughters and gives us the right to call him Father. We are made heirs of his kingdom. 
Jesus asked for forgiveness while he was on the cross through the pain and the agony. He prayed, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. The Good Friday brings us forgiveness and teaches us how to forgive. In Christ, there is forgiveness. Yes, it's Good Friday. The curtain of the temple in the Holy of Holies were torn into two. The barrier between God and humanity gone forever. We can approach God through what Christ did on the cross. In Hebrews, it says, come with boldness to the throne of mercy. There's a song I really like, and it's one of my favorites, and it's by Ron Kinoli. It says, hallelujah, Jesus is alive. Yes, Lord, I believe. And to tell you how old it is, I have the video. Do you know what videos are, young ones? <laughs> it's not DVD, it's not the, you know, the new thing. Well, I have the video and I've kept my video player so I can watch it over and over again. And the words go like this. It says, for all the earth had trembled, the sun had hid his face. And all the men that walked with him had turned and ran away. The life that brought love and hope slipped away that afternoon. Satan gleamed with pleasure for he thought he had won a mighty victory. And all the demons of hell were rejoicing, unaware that the end was growing near. That was Friday. Sunday is here. Early Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb. We've seen some of what that this morning. They took spies to dress the dead body, but there was no dead body. Hallelujah, Christ has risen. They were reminded by two men, not one, <laughs> of what Jesus told them. They believed and with fear and mixed great joy, they went to tell the apostles who did not believe. They thought it was nonsense. Peter and John went to the tomb to see for themselves. It took Peter and John seeing the empty tomb. It took Jesus walking alongside the two on the road to Emmaus to believe. They were engrossed in the disappointment of how it should have been. It took Jesus appearing to his disciples many times and eating with them, not living bread, but fish. Thomas had to put his fingers in the nail holes in his hands. And further on, he took Saul of Tarsus, a personal encounter to the road, on the road to Damascus, and his name was changed forever to Paul. We've heard testimonies this morning of others being brought to Christ. I like your story, Ruby. All right. I really like it. Rotten bananas made into banana bread. Amazing. I keep my bananas for that. We thank God for the joy and the peace is brought to many. The resurrection is essential to, to our faith. Is essential to the good news. Without resurrection, there is no good news. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and he was buried and he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. The good news of grace, the good news of joy, the good news of peace. If Christ has no reason, our faith is worthless, and we are still in our sins. If we have put our hope 
if we have put our hope in Christ for this life only, Paul says we are of all men most miserable. Christ's resurrection guarantees our own resurrection. Because Christ is alive, we do not fear death. O oh, death, where is your victory? O oh, death, where is your sting? Christ is the first fruit of those who had fallen asleep. For just in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive, and we have eternal life through Christ. The dead in Christ will rise again. We have the assurance of seeing our loved ones who died in Christ again. We have the assurance of seeing each other again. When situations are not as we expect them to be, when we are overwhelmed and cannot see the way through, when feelings and the pain we are going through take over what we believe and know to be true, remember he is alive. He lives in us. He is our hope of glory. The curse of sin is broken. Sarah, on Friday, showed us the sign language for hope, and that is hold on tight. Don't give up. I got that, Sarah. Thank you very much for that. Now we have a new beginning in a kingdom that has no end. Our lives do not end there on earth. Jesus has brought us hope and future by his resurrection. We are alive in him. No power of the enemy can change that. When Jesus said it is finished, it is finished. But you wonder, still many do not believe the good news, the new life, the hope through Christ Jesus, the forgiveness of sins, the adoption into God's family as his sons and daughters. What will it take to believe 2,000 plus years after his resurrection? For many, it takes meeting Christians, believers, who are living out as examples of his transforming love, sharing their testimonies of changed lives and the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. It takes the care, the love, kindness, and prayerfully living out our lives. Some of our youths are in Mexico. They are coming back soon. I know some fathers were jubilating. Time of peace and quiet. They are coming back. And we thank God for what they are doing over there. The testimony. They are showing the love and care of God. Remember, we do this through Christ. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Thanks be to God who always leads us in Christ's triumphal procession. And through us spreads the aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. We carry the fragrance of Christ. We are this treasure in jars of clay. It is the life of Christ through the Holy Spirit living in us. The resurrection of Christ is historical fact. Many atheists have looked at the evidence and they've turned to Christ. So don't be discouraged by doubters who deny the resurrection because we know it is true. Jesus is coming back. And it's not to preach and convince people to believe, but to bring believers home and to judge the world. We will all see the living proof when he returns.
We are celebrating our risen Lord this morning, but it's not just on Easter Sunday, but every day of our lives here on earth till we see him face to face. Oh, what a joy will fill our souls. As I come to a close, I want to urge all who are yet to know Jesus Christ as Savior, or who have drifted away for one reason or another to accept this invitation back into his family. God wants a relationship with us, and he gives the heaven's best to make this possible. There is no greater sacrifice. You can say this is the simple gospel. Romans 10, 9 to 10 says, If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, we have it here. Jesus, our Jesus, our Lord, is alive today. And we believe in our heart that Christ raised him from the dead, we will be saved. One believes with the heart resulting into righteousness, and one confesses with the mouth resulting in salvation. That is a simple gospel, and it will never change. Because it's so simple and free, maybe that's why it's so difficult for others to take it. We expect things to be difficult. We expect it to cost us, but Christ has paid the price. He's paid in full. We don't owe anything but to come to him. I'm a living testimony of his love, and so are many people in this church and millions around the world. Millions are celebrating this morning. And for those of us who have accepted him as Lord, we continue to pray for closer walk with him and for his grace to live as he wants us to, till the end. In the name of Jesus, amen. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah, Jesus is alive. Amen.